Welcome to the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe, a character-by-character look at the coolest heroes and villains that Marvel Comics has to offer. You can thank us later. For now, just listen. Hey, what's up, Cool Breeze? It is me, IC Robots, and we're back for another super informative episode of the Audio Handbook of the Marvel Universe. This time out, we are going to take a look at Marvel's latest movie star, a gal that goes by the name of Shuri. She is the Black Panther. She is the sister of T'Challa, the old Black Panther. Let's, uh, let's light that incense. Let's bang that gong. Let's, let's learn some, some more. Let's, let's get, get it on. I have to admit, my first time ever, ever, ever hearing of the character Shuri was in the Black Panther movie. I have never really, like, been a big reader of the Black Panther comic books. I've always, I've always thought he was really cool, but I, I never, I never took the plunge into to reading the actual, uh, the actual factual book. So when I saw the movie, a lot of it was, a lot of it was a learning experience for me. And one of the things I learned that, like, is, is that he has a sister who's like super techie and she's super cool and she's super interesting and that um someday someday it seems like she might have a bright future ahead of her and it, it turns out through through some tragedies through some sadness in the in the, in the MCU some real life sadness she um was rushed into this into this position that was probably going to be years down the line but if you um if you if you've seen the new movie the new Black Panther film that's out you know that uh She's handling it very well. She is very, very capable of taking the lead in a film, and she really, she really did, did run away with that. But it was, it was interesting to see how how they they took something that happened in real life and they they wrote it into the stories and they made it all make sense and they made it all they made it all very, very quality stuff. But um, I myself, I don't know a ton about Sherry. I really, really don't. I wish, I wish that I did. So this is. This is going to be a learning experience for me as well as for you. I think that I think that sometimes the episodes where that's the case are the ones that turn out to be the most fun. It's not it's not just me blathering facts at you. It's me blathering but also learning at the same time. Let's um let's just jump into this. I think I think a good place to start as we do every episode is with the various personal details, your height, your weight, your marital status, things like that. personal details, height, weight, and that sort of thing. Her name, her given name is Shuri. Her current alias is the Aja Adana. Another alias or codename she's gone by is the Black Panther. Her affiliations and relationships are as follows. She's part of the Panther Cult, the Wakandan School for Alternative Studies, and a group known as Pride. Relatives, T'Challa, her mom, various other folks. Her current marital status is that of single. Her gender is that of a female. Her eyes are brown. Her hair is black. Her origin, she is a human and haunted by the heart-shaped herb. Her status, alive. She is on the Earth 616. Her place of birth is Wakanda. She has no dual identity. Everybody knows that she's Shuri. Everyone knows she's the Black Panther. She is currently a citizen of Wakanda. Her occupation is the Black Panther, also a princess. Her base of operations, the Royal Palace of Wakanda in central Wakanda in Wakanda, Africa. She was created by John Romita Jr. 
and Reginald Hoodland. Her first appearance is Black Panther, Volume 4, Number 2, in March 2005. But she didn't first uh, take up the mantle of the Black Panther until Black Panther, Volume 5, Number 5, in June 2009. That's, that's all pretty standard stuff, for the most part. We all, we all know this. Public identity, Black Panther power, heart-shaped herb. Let's, uh... Let's dip into the next part. The next part is where we are going to learn about what, what abilities this herb has imparted upon her, as well as just, I don't know, what abilities she has in normal everyday life. Three, four, four. Powers and abilities, like what can they do and such. Herbal bowls to physiology. Shuri, as was her brother T'Challa before her, had been enhanced by the heart-shaped herb which granted all panthers super-soldier-like augmentations. Superhumanly acute senses. Shuri boasts greater sensory clarity than an ordinary human or even the finest human athlete, with vision extending into the ultraviolet and infrared areas of the electromagnetic spectrum, allowing her to see in near-total darkness and retain the same level of acuity. Peak human strength. Shuri's physical strength had been bolstered well into peak and superhuman levels. Easily capable of rending and tearing complex mechanical apparatuses apart with her bare hands. Her other physical abilities are in line with what we have already heard. She also has supernatural abilities. She can turn into a flock of birds. Fury can turn her body and clothes into a flexible rock-like material which can be barely dented by gunfire. Necromancy Shuri has shown the ability to raise an army of deceased Wakandan warriors to assist her in battle. She is also a master inventor. Princess Shuri, like her brother, is a phenomenal engineer and mechanist with an inherent understanding of Wakandan technology and ingenuity. Able to think up and create a host of incredible vi. Vidly useful technologies by her lonesome. Either within her lab or while on the move, she has developed impressive spy gear and personalized aviary equipment for fun. As well as compact vehicular transportation which can be carried in packaging no larger than a phonograph record sleeve. There is a lot to unpack there. Shuri is immensely powerful. Like, she is so strong. She has what would be like, what would be considered like, I, I, I think like the normal Marvel power set, the super soldier power set, where you're like super fast, super strong, you can jump super high, you can run fast, all, all those kind of things. She has that. But then she also has like enhanced senses. She can practically see in the dark. She can, like, smell the ingredients of food and know, like, exactly what's in there. She can do, like, just... You name it, honestly, is what it feels like. She is, like, the ultimate human being out there doing any and all number of things. And then, then she has these other abilities. These, like, these super normal abilities, these magical abilities. Like, she can turn into a bunch of birds. Not only can she turn into like a flock of birds she can also turn into one large bird like a giant crow it's crazy she can turn she can turn into stone and then if you if you look a little bit further there was so much more she can turn herself like eight feet tall she can transport through space and time like she's on star trek she can um feel the feelings of various animals she has animal empathy she also she also has like um she also has, like, diplomatic immunity because she's a princess. 
She has a genius level intellect. She is a super gifted tactical specialist. She has incredible connections. She's an act. She's an acrobat. She is a master inventor as well as a skilled martial artist. And she has the Black Panther suit, which is uh, you know adamantium tipped vibranium claws as weapons. It's all it's all dope. If you throw something at it, the energy can go back at you. It's crazy. She is like she is dipped out, dude. As far as we know, like Wakanda is the most dipped out of all the places in the Marvel universe that are all dipped out, and she is the princess of this place. She is the Black Panther. So her abilities and her gifts and the things that Wakanda gifts to her are beyond pale. She is like. She's one of the dopest of the dopest, I must say, as far as like powers and all these things go. They, they, um, let's, let's, let's take a look. Let's take a look uh, at the power grid here. She's basically, as a Black Panther, she's six and sevens all the way down. She, she has got it going on. I'm not even, I'm not even kidding. She's like, she's one of the best of the best. She could, she could theoretically be like the toughest most coolest person in the entire marvel universe but how how did she get there how did this come about let's move into her origin a little bit we're going to find out uh how she became the black panther why she's so cool why she's why she's all that and then some character bio like how did they get their powers and stuff like that shuri the princess of wakanda shuri is the sister of black panther and an heiress to the throne of Wakanda. She is the youngest child of T'Chaka, his only daughter and only biological child with Queen Ramonda, his third wife. From a very young age, Shuri has wanted to become the first woman to become the Black Panther. Against her mother's wishes, she broke into the arena to challenge her uncle Sion for the title of Black Panther, but was unable to reach the ring before another fighter defeated Sion and claimed the title. When the victor was unmasked, it was none other than Shuri's old her brother T'Challa. Right off the bat, you get the idea that Shuri... Shuri has a lot of ambition. She wants to go where nobody has ever gone before. She wants to be the first gal to ever wear the mantle of the Black Panther. The Black Panther is like the ceremonial leader of the country. He's also the country's greatest hero. These are things I'm sure you all know because we've all seen the Black Panther movie. It's a great movie. It's a lot of fun. Really, really good stuff. The, um, the first one, the first one that came out years ago. That movie, though, that movie when it came out was like a cultural phenomenon. I remember me, the wife, and the kid all went to see it and the entire theater was like completely sold out and we had to sit down in the front. This was this was way back in the day before they had the reserve seating at the theater and it was just kind of like get what you can get and we all ran in there and we ended up having to sit like in the middle of a like a row like really really close to the front. I was like blown away by the crowd. The crowd was into it. This was a big deal. But back back to Shuri. So she wanted this title. She wanted the title of the Black Panther and she was she was ready to compete in like the ritualized combat that they that they were going to do. They had like all these games and all these these challenges they can do. Very similar to like Wonder Woman on Themyscira. Shout out to a DC Comics. Shout out to the DC Universe. It's a real, real similar story to that. And Shuri felt like, she felt like she was going to be one of the front runners in this thing. She felt like, you know, I got what it takes. I can do this. I can win this contest. And she was, she was doing well. She was ahead. She was winning. She was doing great. When all of a sudden, another mysterious competitor enters the ring. And guess who it is? It's her brother. He wins. He unmasks himself. It is her brother. I could imagine that, like, I could imagine 
that she was going into just like, I don't want to say hate, but like jealousy and all these feelings were just like, they were probably in absolute overdrive at that time. She felt like she deserved it. She felt like she was going to get it. And then guess what? Bam, surprise competitor. It is your brother. And I'm sure that in some ways, siblings all have this feeling of where they're like, even, even if they are or are not, they feel as if the other sibling is the favorite sibling. I'm sure, I'm sure she has some kind of like deep-seated feelings like, you know, they love T'Challa way more than me because he's a guy and I'm a gal and this is how, this is how I'm going to show them that I am worthy of all the love and all the respect that I know in my heart I deserve. And guess what? T'Challa stepped in and he wins. It's very, very sad, but at the same time, it's like, the, the more deserving person did, in fact, win. It was not, like, a rigged contest. It wasn't fixed in any way. T'Challa did, in fact, win quite fairly. So you can't really contest it too deeply in your, in your heart. You know, well, I didn't win. But one might think that you would have trained a little harder knowing your very own brother was going to be in there because you know how important it was. She probably felt as if she was already so far ahead of the, the other competitors physically, mentally, in all ways. She didn't know T'Challa was going to enter or she would have trained harder. But again, that's your own fault. That's your own hubris. You got to take every challenge as seriously as you would any other challenge. And this is the ultimate challenge of her life. And you have to think if she didn't train all the way, then it's all on her. Let's, uh... Let's jump forward. Let's jump forward a little bit. And this is this is going to be a pretty substantial time jump. In in the pantheon of Marvel Comics, Shuri was never she was never really like a headlining character. She was always kind of in the back of the Black Panther tales and there's not there's not really a lot to to unpack besides her origin. So we're going to we're going to jump ahead to where her mother has passed. We all know her father has passed, and she is now the queen of Wakanda while T'Challa's off. He's off doing superhero stuff with the Avengers, with the Illuminati and all these people, and she's forced into a negotiation with uh, Namor of Atlantis. Let's find out about that. Shuri, as queen of Wakanda, was involved in treaty negotiations with Namor, who offered to end the bloodshed between their two nations in exchange for refuge in Wakanda whenever he desired. This same treaty was first presented to T'Challa, who originally rejected it. Like her brother, Shuri also declined Namor's offer stating that the conflict between the two nations was no ordinary war, and that the fate of both Wakanda or Atlantis hung in the balance. In the end, one of them would face total destruction. While Namor was celebrating the fabricated peace with T'Challa, T'Challa revealed the truth and Namor left to find Atlantis a ruin by Shuri's forces after an attack by Wakanda. The conflict between Wakanda and Atlantis has been going on for quite a long time, and this is a big deal in the MC, uh, not you, the 616 Marvel Universe, because you got, you have the two most scientifically advanced cultures on, on, on the face of that Earth. You got Wakanda, you got Atlantis, you got Vibranium versus Undersea Tech, and the, the conflict has a lot of bloodshed, a lot of killing, a lot of people have passed away into the afterlife, and they, they sort of dabbled at peace negotiations over the year, and in this one, T'Challa's off doing whatever, so Namor, Namor, goes to Shuri, and he's like, look, I got an idea. If you allow me free reign to walk all over Wakanda, we can have peace. We can do it. And it seems like, it seems like on paper, this seems like a nice idea. Well, we can end the war. All I gotta do is let this guy walk around, but these are these are two very prideful people, Shuri and Namor. And what Namor wants, he's like, look, I'll give you peace. 
I just want to be able to walk around and gloat and hang out and all these things. I can just imagine what it would be like. Imagine... Imagine the greatest the the greatest villain against your country. Let's say let's say Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin goes to Ukraine and he goes, "Look, we can have peace. We can forget all about it. I just want to be able to gloat and floss and walk all over the place whenever I want. If I was offered that deal, I'd say no dice, Vladimir. You can go back to the Kremlin and you can stick it. But and that's that's essentially what happened. She was like, "You can stick it, Namor. There is no way I'm going to let you wear that." That big headdress and a giant necklace and just floss all over my kingdom. No dice. But she has something else going on. While they were negotiating for peace, and this is so cold-blooded, but in war, a lot of cold-blooded things happen. They were attacking Atlantis while this was going on. While the peace negotiations were going on, they were attacking Atlantis. And Atlantis was defeated this day. So cold-blooded. So cold-blooded. But I... I do like it when a hero, when like a baby face character does something that's kind of, kind of cold-blooded. Because in reality, not a lot of people are like light and dark, black and white. There's a little bit in there. And especially, especially when you're the ruler of a country. When you have all these people that are relying on you for safety, you'll do whatever you have to do to keep them safe. And honestly, you do have to do that. You have to. It's a, it's a giant responsibility. Think what you would do. To keep your family, your personal family safe, you would do anything. You would bite someone's head off if you had to. You would do what it takes. And when when you're the leader, not just the president, not the prime minister, you are the queen. You're the queen of this country. And these people are your children. You would do whatever it takes, except lose face. We do know that. She's not willing to lose face. But she is willing to sneak attack, kill a bunch of innocent people, Destroy Atlantis, if that's what it takes to keep Wakanda safe. And you know what? I don't know, man. I can't speak. It's neither here nor there. It's, uh, I'm not a queen. I'm not a king. I'm just a guy. I can't say what I would do, but, um, honestly, if it were me, I might have gone for the, uh, having Namor floss around the country. It's like, it'll save people on my side. It'll save people on his side. And whether, whether you want to admit it or not, enemy soldiers are people just like you. And I don't want to have to hurt anybody at all. That's one of my goals in life. My goals in life are very simple. I don't want to hurt anyone. And if I could get out of a war just by losing a little face, I'm going to do it. I'm not, I'm not like really that prideful. I'm not that boastful. But one thing we do know about Shuri, very prideful. One thing we know about Wakandans, very rightfully so prideful people. And again, we're going to make, we're going to make another giant leap because Shuri, again, was never like the main character. She's always been just kind of in the back doing whatever. But this, this is going to lead into uh, what we're going to say is the death of Shuri. It's a, it's a very brief death, a very comic book death, but she was led into combat with the Cabal, which is sort of sort of like the evil version of Marvel's Illuminati. It's like a team of like the the worst villains of all and and she was put, well, let's just let's just listen to it and then then we'll unpack all of it afterwards. Uh, let's go. Shuri was defeated by the Cabal, a team of the universe's greatest villains. Thanos, Namor, the Maker and others and trapped within a construct of Amber. A construct which left her in a state of stasis known as living death. As Black Panther struggled to find a way to bring his sister's body back to life, Shuri's soul made its way to the Jalia, a transcendent plane that represented Wakanda's collective memory. During her time in the Jalia, Shuri trained with and learned from a griot spirit that had taken the form of Ramonda. 
T'Challa eventually resurrected Shuri by retrieving her soul with the help of Manifold. Now imbued with wisdom and new powers, Shuri confronted Anika, Adora Milaje and one of the leaders of a rebellious group. Shuri seemingly convinced Anika and Ayo to stand with the Black Panther in the wake of the invasion of another rebellion led by Tetu, which marched towards the Golden City. This, this little part, this is the part where Shuri becomes just like off the chart powerful. She fights, she fights against the Cabal. She's sent to the Wakandan afterlife where she's, she meets with her mother and she trains with her mother and she learns all kinds of fighting skills. She learns all kinds of magic. She comes back, she comes back with these abilities, the ability to grow giant, the ability to turn to stone, the ability to turn into a flock of birds, the ability to raise zombies. All these things combined with the Black Panther power she already got from the magical herb led her to be, like, super duper powerful. I would say she is so much more powerful than T'Challa, but we've never really done one of these about T'Challa, so we don't know, like, a thousand percent. But, like, way more powerful than the T'Challa that you see in the in the movies. I wonder... I wonder if this is a direction they're going to go in the, in the MCU. Do you think we might see, like, Namor forming a cabal with Thanos and all these guys, and then it leads to the death of Shuri, and she comes back. She comes back so jacked, so powerful in Black Panther 3. I don't know. There are worse ideas, quite honestly, but, like, this is all interesting, too, because you find out that, uh, that she has some conflicts with some of the uh, Wakandan soldiers. Some of the Wakandan soldiers, the, the Royal Guard of Wakanda, are turning on the crown. They're turning against the, uh, people and they're going for Delph. They're going for Delph. I wonder, I wonder if this has something to do with like Shuri's gone. The queen is gone. She's dead. She's encased in some kind of weird amber. So maybe, maybe they felt that it was time for them to go for self and do what, what they felt was right. I don't know. I wasn't there at the time. So I can't really, really speak on that too much. But when she comes back, when she arises, when she comes back from the dead, like, uh, well, like Jesus Cristo, when she rises like Jesus Cristo with more power than ever before, they have no, they have no, uh, no recourse but to stand behind her or, or else, honestly, it's really like an or else because she'll turn into a giant flock of birds and fly all over you, man. If you ever tried to fight a bird, you ever seen that Hitchcock movie, The Birds, with a shout out to Tippy Hedren. If you've, if you've seen that, you know how hard it is to fight a bird. I... I live in I live in Northern California near Bodega Bay where they film the birds and when when you go to the beach when you go out to the beach you got to pass through Bodega Bay and you can see you can see the church where they film the birds and you can see some of the some of the nice like uh, buildings and stuff they're they're all still there it looks exactly like in the movie if you're ever in the in the Sonoma County area and you want to like come visit go go see Bodega Bay go see the place where they shot the birds and it's a uh, I don't know, shout out to Hitchcock, shout out to Tippi Hedren, like we said, but if you've seen that movie, and you've ever had to fight a bird, man, you know how tough that is, so imagine, like, you're fighting a series of, like, birds that have, like, like, afterlife powers, they're all, you know, powered by the, the abilities of the dead, it's, it's crazy, man, I don't want to fight those shuri birds, not even one bit, but, um, it's, it's all good, though, that's, that's to me where things are really going to start jumping off for, uh, shuri, but, um, she's never... She's never really, like, achieved the, uh, the comic book success that she has in the movies. And that's, that's kind of interesting. It's always interesting to see where, like, the comic book universe and the movie universe sort of, sort of split off. You know, all these, all these universes, the various cartoon universes, the various movie comic universes, they're all, they're all part of the bigger Marvel multiverse. And in, in, in the comic multiverse, you know, Shuri did this. In the movie universe, Shuri became the star of the movie, and she's probably going to be the star of the third movie, and she's going to be doing great in life. So it's all, it's all different. 
in this universe, you know, the Black Panther passed away, much like Chadwick Boseman. Shout out to Chadwick Boseman, great actor, very, very much missed here in the in, in the in the real world. But shout out to him, and it's uh, it's just interesting. It's just interesting to see how they they did what they did as far as the casting, the changing of the stories. I wonder, I wonder though, I wonder what the original story for Black Panther two was going to be. I'm very. I'm very curious. I believe they would have they would have enlisted Namor in it because he's such a vital character to the uh, Marvel universe. It's it's about time he's been in it. But I wonder how it would have differed with Chadwick Boseman as the the original T'Challa. I don't know. We'll never know. We'll never find out. Maybe if you know Ryan Coogler, you can ask him and, and let me know. I'd be curious. But um, that's that's about it. Those are the main points of Shuri's comic book life. They're not they're not really great. But you know what? She's young. She's a new character. She hasn't been around for a long time. The future for her is so bright. She's got to wear. Shades. Let's um let's jump onto the online right now to the biggest online marketplace there is in all the marketplaces in the universe, a place known as eBay, and we're gonna find out about Shuri's first appearance in the comic universe, what kind of figures, what kind of toys, we have a statue. I don't know, there could be anything. We're gonna find out all about that. Other stuff like what was their first appearance? Is it valuable? Any cool toys or anything like that? You've got mail. Alrighty, tidy whitey, it is me, Icy Robots, and we are now on the internet, nay, the world's biggest marketplace, a site known as eBay, and we're gonna, we're gonna take a look around here and just sort of, just sort of see if there's what kind of Shuri, Shuri material there is out there. Shuri's number one appearance, her very first ever appearance was in Black Panther number two, and that is, um... A, like, $90 book, from what I can see here. Here's a couple sold at, like, $89.99, $85.99. If you see this one, and you very well might, because I feel I feel like I've seen this book out and about at the flea market circus, because this Black Panther series was pretty popular when it first when it first came out. It has it has kind of an orange cover, and T'Challa is given some dude. He's given some dude an uppercut. If you if you see it, grab it. If you if you had a graded one, I'm seeing on the on the online here graded ones like eight and nine. They're going for like they're going for like nine thousand dollars, which is which is crazy. But if you if you really wanted this book, I feel like you could get your hands on it for seventy-five, maybe eighty dollars. If you really, if you really looked around and you really kind of like bided your time in some in some auctions and stuff, our gal, our gal Shuri has been an action figure. Like it appears, it appears numerous times over. She's been a Marvel legend. She was in um, Wave Four of the Black Panther. She's there. You can get that for like twenty bucks. Here's another one you can get for like twenty bucks. In this one, this is from the first Black Panther movie. You can get this one sent to your house, Marvel Legends, for like 20 bucks. She's wearing like more of her, her street gear and she has some like fists, some like claws that go over her hands. But here's one. This came in a two-pack. It was her and Claw in a two-pack, like comic versions. And in this, she has the um she has the comic accurate Black Panther gear. That one is pretty cool. That would be the one that I would want. Because she has she has like a really cool necklace and like a, a furry collar. It's kind of kind of an attractive set if you get the original black panther series there's like a build a hulk and she comes with it appears as if she comes with the leg she was a titan series for the last series titan series are they're like 12 inches tall they're they're kind of for kids they have articulation like i think five points they're kind of like big star wars figures like old school star wars figures but they're they're pretty cool in this one she has the uh purple tracksuit that we know and love from the uh forever wakanda forever movie 
Let's take a look. There, there are others here and there. Looks like she was a Lego, all kinds of stuff. Here she is like a little small, little, little Black Panther figure. She's, she's been around, dude. She was kind of a pushed character. She's also been a Funko Pop. You can get, you can get her as a pop. She was pop number 1,112. It was a Target exclusive. You can get that for like 20 bucks. She has, she has some other pops. Here's one from the new movie where she's in the purple tracksuit. And this one is a variant where she has the purple tracksuit and the uh, sunglasses. She was also a pop. She was also a Funko Pop soda vinyl. These are ones that come in like a little soda can. I'm not super duper familiar with this series. She was also a Marvel Infinity Saga pop. It's like this one's all colorful. She has like blue face. It's all neon. It's a black light variant. She has been out and about all over the place. She was also a doll, a Disney Store exclusive doll. This one. This one is similar to a Barbie. She's in kind of a uh, ceremonial gear and stuff. Kind of a cool looking figure, honestly. I do like it. It's very, very Barbie-ish. But uh, there's there's any number of Sherry materials out there if this is something that you are into. I can imagine the world the world is only going up for Sherry. I was I was also thinking about this too. The the rise of Shuri in the movie also sort of matches the rise of the the person playing Shuri in the uh, in real life. In that, like, she she signed on for a movie. She signed on for a series of Marvel movies, and she didn't think she was going to be like a lead character, but she probably hoped that there was going to be some nice things for her ahead. But then Chadwick Boseman sadly passes away, and now and now Shuri is the new Black Panther, and um, this. As you can imagine, happens in the in the, in the Wakanda Forever movie, and it's it's interesting in the sense that like Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther had like a, a very important cultural place in our country. He really he really had a lot going for him. I'm sure you know kids were coming up to him going Wakanda Forever, but now now that uh, Sherry's taking that spot, she's getting those Wakanda Forevers. People are coming up to her, crossing the arm, saying Wakanda Forever, and that's. That's a big shoe to fill, man. It's like, that's a big shoe to fill. And I, I hope that she's up to it. I, I imagine that she is, honestly. I think I think she is ready for it. But um, the future's so bright, dude. The future is very bright for Shuri. Uh, I, think, I think that's about it, man. I think that we are up out of here. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that you guys enjoy the show. I hope you dig it. If you do, check us out. Go out there, type Icy Robots Radio into your search box, and you'll... You'll find all kinds of fun stuff. I have another show. It's called uh, World Famous. It's kind of a vanity project. We talk about toys, trading cards, all kinds of stuff. We just talked about corn mazes. It's really, really a good show. It's called World Famous. You can find that on IC Robots Radio. Go to icrobots.com. That's I-S-E-E robots.com. You can find me at IC Robots on the tweet. The tweets for this official show are Marvel Handbook on the tweets at Marvel Handbook. We have a Patreon, which please, please, please consider chipping into that. That is at supportthereport.com. Basically, go to the Twitter, go to the website, go to IC Robots. That's I-S-E-E Robots, as if IC Robots off of the distance, all one word. Go there and you will find everything that you could possibly ever want to know. And uh, I hope you do. Until we meet again, guys, make mine Marvel. This has been an IC Robots Radio production. IC Robots Radio is a listener-supported in day -ha. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. 
All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week.